Hey everyone, it is I, your good friend Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, here to tell you about all of the movies coming out this week. We only have five for you this week, that's five! We have three that look really good, one that looks okay, and another that looks like complete garbage. It's the week of November 4th, and this is Future Flicks. Alright, alright, alright. We are here with episode 18. The big 1-8, folks. That means future flicks can now vote. Which is interesting because the 8th is the day we all vote here in the good old USA. So no matter what your political affiliations or your view on any issues, just remember to get out there and vote because that gives you the most important power of all, the power of complaint. Let's start with some housekeeping before I get into the news. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, and any podcast listening app, as well as a somewhat nerdy website. Do you need to reach me? Of course you do! Leave a comment for me on the somewhat nerdy website or the Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter. Twitter. I said that weird. Hit me up on Twitter. Billiam, S-W-N. That's B-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-W-N. You can email me at billiamreviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Network. And don't forget to also check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs, because I swear we still write. It happens. I don't as much anymore, though I promise you I'll try. And do you know why I'll try? Because it's the National Novel Writing Month, everyone! Yay! That is the one time of year where all of us writers who care to participate decide to put ourselves through a writing regiment stricter than the Rock's workout routine. You have the entire month to write 50,000 words. Normally you do it for fiction, but I am telling myself that if I can write more content for Somewhat Nerdy, I'm going to allow myself to use the blogs as a buffer for my words should I not quite make the word count. Well, let's get on with the news. Michael Massey died at the age of 61. He was in the movie The Crow and was unfortunately the one that shot Brandon Lee. Accidentally, of course. You know, it was a big, big mix-up with that. There's a real bullet in there and it, it killed Brandon Lee. So I feel really sorry for Michael Massey because, you know, he didn't he didn't mean to do it, of course, because he thought it was a prop. Well, it was a prop, but he thought there was a blank in it and he ended up taking a life and he, when he didn't even mean to there's no malice in it none of that and i hope he was able to forgive himself uh, forgive himself for that just because it wasn't his fault jennifer lawrence and scarlett johansson will both be playing zelda fitzgerald in opposing biopics the main difference between the two is that one movie will have a fantastic actress playing zelda and the other will have jennifer lawrence Tom Hardy is set to play Al Capone in a movie by Josh Trank. I'm not so sure about this, because while I do love Tom Hardy, Josh Trank wrote and directed 2015's Fantastic Four, so that means he should be banned from Hollywood forever. Speaking of banned from Hollywood forever, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 will not happen, praise the Lord Almighty, because of the critical 
failure of Out of the Shadows. In an interview, the producer, Andrew Form, said everyone was proud of the movie they made and were surprised it didn't do well. Really? You guys made a soulless movie that wasn't fun at all. You deserve every bad review you got and to only work on D movies for the rest of your career. Michael Bay is a cancer to movies and you shouldn't have worked with him. In the last bit of news, Johnny Depp joins the cast of the Fantastic Beasts sequel. The first one's not even out yet, but they're banking on it being a hit because, well, it is a J.K. Rowling movie directed by David Yates, so it hopefully will be good. But they are banking on it being a really big hit because they're planning three of them. Well, that's it for the news. Let's get into the movies with our first one, Another documentary. Was last week not enough? One more. We have one more. Well, for now. I don't, I don't know what's coming out next week because I don't do my homework ahead of time because I am lazy and I have video games to play. This movie is called Peter and the Farm. This is a documentary about Peter Dunning, the proprietor of Mile Hill Farm in Vermont who has isolated himself away from his family and often suggests to the filmmakers to make his own suicide a narrative device. Well, this looks like a whole heap of batch crazy. This man has gone off the deep end and his crazy ass white beard makes him look like a schizophrenic Santa. This could be interesting or it could just be the last cry of a sad man who made the wrong life decisions. The story of Peter Dunning is either going to be chock full of wisdom from a man more in touch with nature than and the world away from technology or the ramblings of a madman. Okay, well, actually, it's more likely to be both. I see it starting out as the former and ending with the latter. Crazy Pants McGee and the Farm could be worth a watch, but just not in theaters. Because it would be really interesting to see where it goes and if this guy really goes off the deep end. I think if he had killed himself, it would have made the news and I would have reported on it. But, you know, hundreds of stories just slip past me because I, I can't read the news every day. And unless it's really big, it's not going to stay up on Reddit long or... or um, Google News or actual newspapers because, you know, those those are still a thing. But who knows? Who knows how it's going to end? There's nothing impressive enough about this, nor is there any time-sensitive material or pivotal enough of a message to warrant a theater watch. So my vote is pass, and if you ever want to check this out, you do it at home. Next up is Trolls. The happiest troll ever, and the grumpiest troll ever, must team up to rescue their village after it's raided by the evil Bergens. Oh my god, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> this stars Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect, Justin Timberlake from Social Network, Zoe Deschanel from 500 Days of Summer, Russell Brand from Get Him to the Greek, Gwen Stefani, who I guess acts, why not, James Corden from The Late Late Show or whatever they call his late night talk show. He was also in Into the Woods and a couple episodes of Doctor Who. And uh, John Cleese from Monty Python and Jeffrey Tambor from Arrested Development is also in this. DreamWorks likes to pretend that they are Pixar's biggest competition, and while that may be true, it's really that way because DreamWorks makes a lot of movies, and while they have a lot of great ones, they've made a lot of too. And this looks nothing about this looks good at all. The trailer just showed a contrived movie that may not even appeal to kids. This is probably going to flop and this is a shame because this has some really good actors in it as well as Zoe Deschanel. My vote on this one is you pass. You 
don't even see it. If you have kids and they want to see a movie, you rent something, you watch something on Netflix, you, you buy something, buy something new, buy them a new movie, go to Best Buy, go to Fry's, they're still around, right? Uh, go, go anywhere, Amazon, anywhere, buy them something. Don't watch this crap. Stay home. Have a game night. There you go. Have a game night. Just whatever you do, pass on this movie and pass hard. The final movie before the break is a good looking one called Loving. This is the true story of Richard and Mildred Loving, who were arrested and thrown in prison for being an interracial married couple in Virginia in the 1950s. They fought the law and got their case taken all the way to the Supreme Court. This stars Ruth Nega from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Joel Edgerton from Gatsby, and Nick Kroll of all people from The League. And my god, this movie looks really good and any other week this may have been my pick but it's coming out at the same time as two other really good looking movies and another strike against this one is that the other two movies would actually benefit from having a big screen viewing while this one would be just as good on the small screen Okay, I bet you the other two that I haven't talked about yet will be good on the small screen too, but the other two are movies that you have to see on the big screen if you plan on seeing them at all, while this one, if you plan on seeing it, it'd be fine to wait. I may have just given you a hint at my at my vote on that, but okay, let's just move on. Movies like this make my blood boil because of the ignorance of the people back then. Okay, not all the people, mind you, just just the racist people. And, and to think that it was ever illegal to marry outside your race is disgusting. There are very few things in this world that are always true, and one of those things are is that if you are a racist, then you are a garbage human being and should be treated as such. But back to the movie. This is brought to us by writer and director Jeff Nichols, who brought us Midnight Special and Mud. This guy has been around since 2007, but hasn't done much, so he's still fairly new. That being said, this could be the movie that gets him noticed more. Hell, Marvel grabbed Taika Waititi and put him in charge of Thor Ragnarok, and Taika Waititi has mainly done a lot of indie comedies, and Marvel took a look at him and goes, hey, this guy makes really good movies. They may not be like our movies, they may not be huge blockbusters about superheroes, but they're fantastic films. Let's give him a job. So we'll see if uh, this does anything for the career of Mr. Nichols. Loving looks like an emotionally gripping movie that is well worth a watch at home. My vote, watch this movie. Definitely watch it, but do so from the comfort of your couch. Well, my friends, it is time for our first and only break. So let's hear a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Imagine you on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone, welcome back. It is time for the final two movies as well as my pick of the week. So out of those two movies left, which one is my pick? Well, I'll tell you which one it isn't, and that's Doctor Strange. 
This is the origin story of one of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe, Doctor Strange. This stars Benzedrine Cabbage Patch from Sherlock, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I'd like to I'd like to thank Next Movie on YouTube for telling me how to pronounce his name. That was really helpful. Chuatel Ejiofor. I think I said it right be better the second time. Anyway, you'd know him from Twelve Years a Slave, Tilda Swinton from The Chronicles of Narnia, and Rachel McAdams from Sherlock. I am really excited for this movie. Even though it's not my pick, I am really excited, and especially because I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange. I'm used to him just stepping in when cosmic BS goes down and he needs to fix it. Like Scarlet Witch going crazy again? Call Doctor Strange. Mr. Fantastic's kid create a parallel universe? Call Doctor Strange. Alright, don't actually quote me on those, because I forgot how much Doctor Strange actually had to do with M-Day and the whole Mr. Fantastic's kid debacle, but I just know that usually he just steps in and goes, oh hey, I'm super powerful, and if you remember, there's that Spider-Man arc two, oh, Spider-Man comic, Superior Spider-Man, not an arc, it was an entire comic that lasted two years, two and a half years, where Peter Parker gets his gets his soul sucked out of his body, and a dying Doctor Octopus gets put into Peter Parker's body. So basically, Doctor Octopus becomes Spider-Man, and so that comic is about that. While Peter Parker's ghost is flying around, following Doctor Octopus slash Spider-Man. It sounds dumb, but it was a really good series. And for those two to three years of that comic was going, Doctor Strange was mysteriously gone. Because all it would take is Doctor Strange to show up and go, oh, that's not right. Whip! Done! And just fix it. Hell, even Mr. Fantastic never showed up because he would have all this technology that he could go, huh, something's not right. Whip! Done. Or call Doctor Strange. Whip! Done. <laughs> so Doctor Strange is the guy that just comes in to fix all this cosmic, all these cosmic problems because he is some sort of powerful. This movie looks like Harry Potter and Inception got a Marvel makeover. This is going to be a CG heavy movie, but I do trust Marvel to do this right. I bet you it will be beautiful with maybe one or two parts that don't quite look right. But for a feature length film that's as heavy in CG as this is going to be, an oversight or two isn't bad. If this turns out to be more like a Michael Bay movie, where the trailers look great, but the actual movie looks like garbage, then I'm going to be a little angry. But this is Marvel we're talking about, and they have a fantastic batting average. The problem with move with Doctor Strange is kind of his villain in a way because I really don't know who the guy is. Sure, I've heard his name. I'm a little familiar with him, but I'm not as familiar with him as I am with other other people's villains. Like I knew who Loki was, Red Skull. Like I know who they were, Winter Soldier. And when they popped up on screen, you can get excited because you finally get to see them in the flesh. You see what they look like, or at least what this movie's interpretation of them is. But for Doctor Strange, it's like who who is this guy? Who is he? Just some just some other magician with with uh, heavy makeup who looks like he listens to the Cure too much with he has all that eyeliner. That's that's who he is. Guardians of the Galaxy had the same problem. Who the hell was that bad guy? The actor did a great job, and the character was well written and well rounded. And I'm not allowing myself to use Google to let me cheat, so I can't remember his name. He's a blue dude. I know he was he was a Cree. I think that was the race. Um. Mm. No, I can't remember. Um, 
Oh, I almost had it because I remember Dave Bautista's just going off about it. But even that character who I liked and who was well done, when he came on screen, I was just like, oh, okay, there he is. That's cool. But the first time seeing Loki properly as a full-fledged villain was amazing. Jamie Foxx's Shocker was really cool. And there have been a lot of villains that have been really awesome to see on screen. But most of that belongs to DC because DC has better known villains. Lex Luthor, the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler. Most of what I've just said was Batman. Doomsday, Darkseid, Solomon Grundy. Back to Marvel, Spider-Man Homecoming is supposed to have the Vulture and Shocker. That's going to be pretty sick, actually. Michael Keaton as Vulture. And I forgot who they got to play Shocker, but Shocker's familiar. Anyone who saw the the Spider-Man cartoon would know, you know, Shocker, I'll, I'll chase you to the ends of the earth. Okay, but back to the actual movie we're going to see. Doctor Strange looks really good. Really, really good. I'm going to see it in theaters, but my pick, the movie I'm most excited for, just looks better. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to see both. And I'm going to try to do a one-shot podcast about it, or about both of them, and a blog, but we'll see. My vote for this is see Doctor Strange and do it in theaters, but see the pick of the week first. And so that pick, there's one movie left, friends, and that pick is Hacksaw Ridge. Desmond T. Doss was a World War II Army medic and the first conscientious objector in American history to be awarded the Medal of Honor. This is the story of his struggles in the Army and how he won the medal. This stars Andrew Garfield from The Amazing Spider-Man, Teresa Palmer from Take Me Home Tonight, Sam Worthington from Avatar, Vince Vaughn from Old School, and Hugo Weaving from The Matrix. This movie looks epic, and Mel Gibson may have gone through a crazy pants phase, and may still technically be crazy, but he maybe just got better at hiding it. But he's a great director. And true, I said earlier, racists are garbage people. Sure, still true, still garbage, but the movie still looks good. This movie is going to be more about Desmond T. Doss than it is about the Battle of Okinawa and the taking of Hacksaw Ridge. The movie is going to make us understand and relate to Doss so we feel his pain when he gets beat up by his, on, by his fellow soldiers for not carrying a gun and then feel his triumph when he saves their lives. This movie is going to be sa- the Saving Private Ryan of this time. It's been 18 years since Spielberg and Hank's classic, and now we'll see another brutal and honest war story, but this time from Mel Gibson and Andrew Garfield. Hacksaw Ridge looks beautifully shot and surprisingly practical for a modern movie. It looks like there's a focus on practical effects, though I wouldn't be surprised if some of the sweeping shots were aided by CG. This is a story that deserves to be told, and I'm not sure if you can still be an objector these days, because if you're in the military, it's your choice. Okay, back then, it was still your choice, at times, but... (laughs) There was more of a pressing need to enlist to help fight back the Nazis and the Japanese and to save the world. And Hacksaw Ridge will show you that you could stick to your beliefs and still be a hero. Can you do that now? I don't think so. I think if you went into the recruitment office and go, hey, I want to join up, but I don't want to hold a gun. They might go, yeah, why don't you, there's the door, why don't you see yourself out? Andrew Garfield is someone who doesn't get enough love. He is a great actor who I think is fantastic and he was a great Peter Parker. It's fortunate though that more of the Amazing Spider-Man movies weren't made because he got to go on to do other things and America was introduced to Tom Holland, the best 
Peter Parker ever. Back to Hacksaw Ridge, it just looks like it's going to be an award-winning and head-turning, awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping, visually pleasing, heartstring-tugging film that you have to see. So here's my vote is you see it and you do so in theaters. Well, my friends, that is it for the week of November 4th. That was our offering from Hollywood, and it is time to end episode 18. So let me go through the housekeeping one more time. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, and any podcast listening app, as well as the somewhat nerdy website. Who knew? Do you need to reach me? Leave a comment somewhere. Maybe the somewhat nerdy website. Maybe the somewhat nerdy Facebook page. Maybe on SoundCloud. Maybe. Hit me up on Twitter. Billiam, S-W-N. That's B-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-W-N. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the somewhat nerdy radio and nerds of the Square Circle podcast. Also on the somewhat nerdy radio network. Also, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast. That's always a fun one. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And lastly, finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. I'll see you in the future.